Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insights, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a coworker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome. I hope that you have been enjoying previous episodes and that's what's brought you here. If by chance this is your first time, you're so welcome. I'm glad that you found this show. And if you're returning, I'm glad that you found value and decided to return. I do my best to bring you topical things, things that will help you understand what has gone on in your relationship with a parent or a partner or an ex or maybe even a friend or coworker. We do need to save our sanity from hijackles and other toxic relationships. We really do because these relationships are crazy making. And that's why I call the show Save Your Sanity. And so I want to bring you insights. I want to bring you examples. I want to help you see metaphors, give you stories, let you hear what's going on and why it's going on and how you can stop it from going on or change it or why you may have to walk away from it and how to do that. All aspects of this and whether it is your partner, your ex, your parent, a coworker, a friend, all of these people could be a hijackal. Now I created that term as you know if you've been here before because so many people were going to the internet and they were just putting in what's wrong with my partner and they were describing things. Always remember that the internet is not a psychological per- professional. So when the internet would come back and say well it sounds like you're with a narcissist then you jump on that and say I'm with a narcissist. Well you don't know that for sure. But what you might know is that they have the patterns, traits, cycles, and behaviors that I put into the category of hijackles. Hijackles are people who hijack relationships for their own purposes, always for their own purposes. And then they proceed to relentlessly scavenge the relationship for power, status, and control. And even when they're being nice, they're setting you up for a fall. It's what we call love bombing. They want something. They want to get it. They want to make sure you give it to them in the shortest period of time. So they're nice to you. And you think, oh, there's that person I fell in love with. Or there's the mother I always wanted. And you fall for it. And then wham, you get hit up the side of the head again. And so... It's important for us to recognize these patterns and that's what I bring you during these shows. That's what's on my YouTube channel. You know, you can find my work at forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, relationship, H-E-L-P.com. My YouTube channel has the same name, For Relationship Help. Go find all the videos there. Over 200 
thousand downloads have happened over there. So I know there's good value for you. And today I want to talk about something that kind of came up when I was listening to an ad a while ago. Uh, it was a television ad. And and so today's topic is, is being verbally abused something you may have gone nose blind to? So I'm going to give you 12 ways you may be making excuses for the verbal abuse of the relentlessly difficult person you know, or unfortunately, the relentlessly difficult people you know. And are you being verbally abused? Do you recognize it? That's very important. So I want to help you clarify what verbal abuse is today. It's there. It's always in the air. And it could strike or rebound at any time. But you might have gone nose blind to it. Now, as I said, nose blind is a phrase from a TV ad for air freshener of all things. And the reason you've gone nose blind to that awful smells in your house or kitchen or car is because you've grown accustomed to them. It's the same thing about being verbally abused. In the beginning, it really rattles your cage. You can't believe it's happening. And after a while, you get accustomed to it. And that's not a good thing. You don't want to be accustomed to being verbally abused, right? I mean, who wants to be accustomed to it? And yet, if it's such a day-to-day thing and it's gone on and you're in the pattern and you've been worn down, torn down, and put down, you may be accustomed to it. So it's really an important thing to think about because what has happened to you? You know, I had a hijackal mom and dad. Therefore, my first husband was a hijackal. And... Of course, that's going to happen because you're used to those patterns. You're comfortably uncomfortable with it, but it's familiar. And don't beat yourself up about it for a second. When you know differently, you'll do differently. So don't don't get on your own case. I should have seen it. What was I thinking? No, you just have to know that when you're ready to see this, you will see it and you will make different choices. But when you grow up being verbally abused, verbal abuse seems normal to you. It's the only thing that you know. And in fact, you're more surprised when other people are kind and nice and trustworthy and this other shoe never falls with them. You've come to believe that somehow... And you probably wouldn't say yes if I said you believe this, but somehow your behavior indicates that you've come to believe on some level that you deserve to be berated or put down or abused. Well, if anybody's like my mom and had a mom like that, you've certainly been told often enough that you deserve it, right? And so you've been told that, I don't know, You're so dumb, unthinking, selfish, entitled, difficult, annoying, inconsiderate, impolite, thoughtless, worthless. I don't know why I had you. Who do you think you are? You've heard these things so many times that the parent is telling you that you deserve to be abused and that worse, that you brought it on yourself. And the hijacker will tell you the very same thing. I had a client tell me, unbelievably, 
that his hijackal father has said to him, you know, there's a really good reason why you're so messed up. You want to know what it is? It's because you have low self-esteem. <laughs> now, that honestly happened. And you see how absolutely absurd that is? That the, the my client was being told that he was messed up because he had low self-esteem? And listen to the way his father talked to him. I mean, that's just crazy. And you might have come from that crazy-making world, too, because being with a hijackal is crazy-making. It'll cause you to second-guess yourself and question your sanity over and over. And if you get sufficiently worn down, you'll start to believe that everything is your fault. You're to blame for everything, whether it's the IRS or the weather or him, him or her losing their job because there's an equal number of female and male hijackals in the world. doesn't matter what the gender is. They will still behave in hijackal ways. So if you come from all that in your home, you're going to be a hijackal magnet or what I call hijackal bait. You're going to automatically, subconsciously attract them because they're attracted to you because you've already been groomed. You already come to expect that crazy making. So you're easy. So as you grow up and step into the world of relationships, you often choose or are chosen by people who can almost smell your insecurities. So they can smell it. They're not nose blind to it, but you may be nose blind to the abuse that they're about to hand out. So they soon begin to treat you badly, maybe just a slip now or two in the beginning, and then slowly it becomes a pattern. Not that you notice, though, because you're used to it. It seems oddly familiar, so you don't question it. You don't like it maybe on the surface, but you don't question it deeply because deep down you think this is how I deserve to be treated. It must be because that's the way I was treated at home. So here's a little note, though. You can be having a wildly successful career and still have this happen to you. You can be the best person in the world and still have this happen to you. Because verbally abused men and women, when they were raised in a home where there was verbal abuse, they often live what I call compartmentalized lives. No nonsense, get it done, no flies on me, living in the outside world. And they come home and they're undermined and controlled and demeaned. And I've seen this so many times with my clients. It's crazy making. I think of a couple who came to see me. The man was an entrepreneur. The woman was a medical professional. And they just had a baby. And the guy was kind of running the session. He was telling me how awful it was that he had to tell her to do everything and how to do it. And he wasn't sure he could trust her to do anything. And was she really trustworthy with the baby? And he certainly couldn't trust her to do any um contacting workers to work around the house. She couldn't call a plumber. She couldn't be relied upon about any of these things. And I'm listening to all this and she's sitting there and, and I said to her, to him, I said, you're telling me that your wife, who is a medical doctor and holds people's lives in her hands, 
is somehow incapable of looking after your child or calling a plumber? Is that what you're telling me? Well, yes, you know, I have to be there all the time. I have to supervise. I have to do this and that. I said, uh, no, you don't. As a matter of fact, I bet she could do it all perfectly well without you. Oh, no, I could never do that. Now, I'm giving you the Coles Notes version here, the Cliff's Notes version, um, because, of course, I didn't say things rapid fire like that. But, you know, you get the gist that here he is telling me this woman can't be trusted with anything as simple as making sure that the baby is fed, and yet she is a medical doctor. Well, we worked together for a while, and after a while... I said to him, you know, you must get awfully tired behaving like a parent to your wife. Oh, I do, I do, I do, he said. I said, well, I'd like to relieve you of that burden. There is no need for you to parent your wife. She is a fully functioning professional. And then I worked with the wife and I said, what is it that causes you to listen to this man and behave as though he is right. And she said, well, you know, I, I've waited. This is a bit late in life to be having a baby. I waited to get married. And, you know, I just want it to work. I just want it to work. So you see how it can happen to anybody. So you can be an amazing, amazing person outside and come home to being controlled. And it does happen. I've seen it many times. So do you have a parent or partner whose reason for getting up in the morning is to find fault with you and put you down? Do you? Are you justifying the verbal abuse? I'm going to give you some ways that you may be justifying the verbal abuse. Because when you justify it, Somehow you make it okay, you make it understandable, you make it acceptable even to yourself. And I want you to hear these very clearly because perhaps they'll resonate with you and you'll start to see this is not okay. So here's some ways people justify verbal abuse. You say, oh, he or she is just having a bad day or going through a bad patch. Oh, this is really tough. This is difficult. I, we have to have compassion for them. It's a hard time. Okay, that might work for somebody who only has a bad day once every three years. But we're not talking about that, are we? We're talking about how somebody usually is. So you don't excuse their behavior by saying they're having a bad day. Here's another one. You justify the verbal abuse because they've told you so often that it's your fault that you're being verbally abused that you start to believe that you deserve it because you're not good enough because they've told you frequently enough that you're not good enough so now you've started to believe you're not good enough and therefore you deserve to be treated poorly or spoken to poorly oh i hope that's ringing a bell if that's the case for you because that's very circular, isn't it? And that's certainly not healthy. So another way you justify verbal abuse is you think your thoughts or feelings are wrong and unreliable. 
So you start to second guess your thoughts and feelings. And that's usually because the hijackal has gaslighted you. The hijackals want to define your reality for you. They want to tell you what to think. They want to tell you how it is. They want to tell you what you feel. You've noticed that, right? And so you start justifying the verbal abuse because you start taking it on and thinking your thoughts or feelings are wrong. They're not. You're entitled to your thoughts and feelings. Just because the hijackal doesn't like them, approve of them, or want to hear them doesn't make them wrong. So another way to justify verbal abuse is you think it's you who has the communication problem. Well, if I could just be clearer, if I could just get him or her to see what I'm trying to say, maybe I'm just clumsy with my communication. Well, you know, I would bet that you've tried every way to Sunday to make it work. And that person has no interest in hearing you. They're not interested in you. They're interested in themselves. They only care what they think and need and want. They don't care what you think and need and want. You've noticed that, right? So it's not that you can't communicate well. It's that they don't want to listen. So maybe another way you justify verbal abuse is you think that you're the one who needs to change. Well, my guess is after working in this field for 30 years is that that person has told you so often that you need to change that you have changed. You've changed into a person who has become a pretzel trying to avoid anything that they're going to say that is negative. And eventually you just lie down and become a doormat because nothing you do is right. You can't say the right thing. You can't do the right thing and you give up. So you've changed. You've, you've bobbed and weaved and tried to avoid them like crazy and you've changed and that didn't do any good, did it? It just got worse because that's what hijackals do. If they get a little bit of power, they want more power. They want a little bit of control. They want more control. And that's not okay. Or another way to justify verbal abuse. Um, you've been told by your abuser that he or she is smarter or wiser or clearer than you. And you bought it. You honestly believe they are now because they've been telling you that for so long. Don't buy it. It's not true. It's what they're selling because they want to have power and control over you, but don't buy it. Or maybe you were abused by a, by a parent when you were a child and you think this way of being in relationship is normal. Well, I talked about that earlier. So if that happened in your home... This just seems familiar. Or here's a funny one. Maybe you justify verbal abuse because you've seen similar behaviors on television and you think it's just the way men and women are. You know, sometimes when I catch, I don't have television, but sometimes when I catch something like Jerry Springer or um, Dr. Phil or something, I think if it weren't for hijackals, there would be no programming on those shows. That is total dysfunction that they're showing. And why are we so attracted to it? Because for many people, it's going on in our own lives and we're kind of looking at it on the, on the television and saying, oh my, look at that, look at that, isn't that terrible? Meanwhile, we're not looking in our own living room. Okay, 
here's another one. You might justify the verbal abuse because you think you're a bad person if you get angry. Oh, wow. How about that for circular? You think you're a bad person if you get angry, yet they can yell and scream and tell you what a bad person you are because you breathe. Don't accept that. No. Your anger is the last realm of hope you have that you are not a doormat. So if you're experiencing anger frequently, get some help. You know, I'm always here to help you. I have a one-hour initial consultation that's only $97. Just go to forrelationshiphelp.com slash join and make an appointment right away. We could talk for a whole hour. I'll help you with this. Go to my YouTube channel, For Relationship Help. Go to my um, website at For Relationship Help and read the articles. Listen to other episodes of this podcast. But don't justify verbal abuse any longer. Okay, another way. You might be more concerned about them liking you than how you are concerned with how they're treating you. Whoa, there's a big red flag. Huge red flag. Don't be concerned that the hijackal likes you. They are dedicated to putting you down and getting what they want. So if you don't do exactly what they want, and sometimes even if you do exactly what they want, they still don't like you. So don't justify the verbal abuse that way. And don't make excuses for your abuser's bad temper or bad behavior. I've had people tell me, well, oh, you know, he or she behaves that way because they had such a terrible childhood. I say, yes, I'm sure that they do. That's how hijackals are made. However, it's not your responsibility and you can't make up for their terrible childhood by allowing them to behave terribly toward you. It's that simple. And just one more. Maybe you justify verbal abuse you, because you deny that it's actually abuse, even though it's constant and it's directed at you and concerned with putting you down. So there are so many ways that you may be justifying this verbal abuse and you may be mentally adding some to it just as I'm speaking right now. <laughs> but you can stop being verbally abused and you can refuse to accept its close cousin emotional abuse. Are you ready to do that? I hope that what I have to say in this in this show is really ringing bells for you and having you sit up and say, no, that's not okay with me. It really isn't. So it takes courage and a strong belief that you matter to make change, but you can do it. And you have to change your thinking and the ways you see things. And you need proven strategies that empower you. And that's what I offer you. Come along and join my optimized circles. Get off social media. Get into my discussion groups. Come to the webinars. Come to go looking at the video library, the webinar library. Come to the Ask Me Anything calls. Come over there. Just go to optimizedcircles.com. You'll find me. Don't think you have to do it alone. It's very inexpensive. Because you have to be changing your way that th of thinking and the way you see things. And you have to have some support to do it. 
And that's why I work with my clients because they need freedom from verbal abuse. I've walked through the lonely tunnels of self-doubt and misgivings and the imposter syndrome myself. I had to walk through all this stuff myself, even with a doctorate in psychology. I still had to walk through it in order to be able to help anybody else. So sure, I looked like the most confident person on the planet, but inside it was awful for a long time. And that's why I can help you. I've walked the road. I stumbled many times, but I made it to safety years ago. So it's not just book learning for me. It was very, very real. And if all this is sounding too familiar, know that things can change and greatly for the better. Wake up your senses. Don't be nose blind to verbal abuse or emotional abuse that's happening to you now or happened in the past because it will color your whole life and your relationships. And I want you to be free of that. I want you to be free of it as soon as possible. So have a good look at where it might have happened to you in the past and then believe that you deserve to be free from it inside out. Take action and demonstrate that. Because I know you can wake up and smell that herbal tea I talk about all the time and refuse to accept verbal abuse. So I hope this has had meaning for you. Share it with a friend if you think they need to hear it. Join me on YouTube every Monday night at 6 p.m. Remember, my channel is for relationship help. You'll have an opportunity to interact with the live stream there. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Take good care. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R Relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at For Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show.